Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Caleb, this is it. This is it. This is, as they say in the industry, it. Holy shit. Holy shit, dude. We have reached the 200th episode 200th episode i can't believe we got this far i yeah i mean i honestly can't believe we did two yeah <laughs> much less you know 200 yeah uh i i mean it's it's a wild world let me tell you but uh so a mutual friend of ours uh oh. that we that we know renee has uh gifted oh, yes. me this Framed oh my picture god, yes. <laughs> of yeah. Billy the Kid versus Dracula. But, <laughs> so that's cool to begin with. Holy shit. That's episode but one. That is episode one. This was this was like her like, hey, congrats on uh, 200 episodes. There is a signed autograph from John Carradine to Fuck some guy you. named Harold, because obviously John Carradine's been dead for quite some time. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. But it just says, uh, to Harold with best wishes, John Carradine. <laughs> and then it says, John Carradine, actor, horror films. <laughs> this is really fucking oh, cool. Oh, that's, that's just incredible. That's really, really what great. A, First of all, what a thoughtful gift. What a thoughtful and gift. Yeah. What a what a great throwback to like all the way back at the beginning, almost four years ago. Almost four years. <laughs> it is wild. Yeah. yeah. I it, it's funny, like in talking about the podcast, you know, when everyone, you know, when I was like bringing up the fact that we had done 200 episodes, and I was like, Yeah, we're, you know, we're about to record the 200th episode. And they're like, oh, you know, people are like, oh, cool, I have to go back and listen. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, maybe start at like episode 56-ish <laughs> or something <laughs> when, yeah. when our audio started getting a lot better. <laughs> but that's something that I really enjoy the, the times that I, I find a podcast that I like, so I do go back and listen to their back catalog, is I like to see that moment where things start to like 
either like gradually or suddenly improve. And especially like if it's one that goes back a few years, you know, you kind yeah. of expect that there's going to be uh, some improvement over time. And, you know, what the fuck did we know about what we're doing? Like we knew how to press record. Uh, I remember when we were trying to just to, just to set up two concurrent microphones, like how right. much time and effort we invested into researching how to do that <laughs> so we could just record at the same time. Uh, and then I had to uh, duplicate some of that effort uh, the time that uh, Ellen did. Uh, joined us for an episode oh yeah mars attacks yeah mars attacks yeah yeah which we just we just did not that long ago that, i um, mean it was quite a while ago it doesn't feel like that long ago but it really was it was pretty sure that was last year no it was, was this year no it was, it was definitely in this, this year yeah it was this year but it was early this year oh yeah yeah i think it was early this year yeah i know i don't remember time means nothing time anymore. time is irrelevant let me tell yeah. you um, um yeah, uh, yeah, 200 episodes, man. Like, you know, it it has, I, I mean, first off, Caleb, we we both have bad memories, right? Oh, we, we've absolutely. Just, we've just demonstrated that, actually, like, uh, pretty well. <laughs> but uh, there have been times where, like, I'll go search, like this, I just went searching for, for movies for November, mm-hmm. and uh, I came across, I was on Hulu, and I was, like, bouncing around, and I saw this one movie, and I, I started, like, you know, watching the trailer for it, and I was like, this is really fucking cool. I'm like, all right, so it's, like, this this woman, like, she she throws a party, but it's very noir feeling, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I was like, yeah, bees make honey, and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> we, we already did this movie. <laughs> oh, that was a while ago, though, because that, that was in my crazy haunted Syracuse apartment. Yeah, it was because that had to have been well over two years ago. Um, yeah. What a good that was a good movie. That was a very good movie. Yeah, that was, that's one of my my like legit favorites of the the movies that we selected and done. Uh, and I hoped it would be good when I picked it, and I was right. I was, yeah, I was very happy about that. No, it did really good. What was the other noir like one? I think we did it right around the same time, but it was another one set in the twenties. Um. And, uh, but it was like a horror movie, but it was like one that didn't take itself seriously. That one was a really good oh, one too. Oh God. Yeah. I know the one you're like the, like the, it was like a haunted mansion sort of thing. Yeah. 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 But it was definitely, it was definitely like an homage to like the twenties. Oh God. We had to have done that one a really yeah. long time ago. Yes. Um, what the fuck I, was the name? It, that one was a really good one too. Um, I, I really enjoyed that one. I'm trying to think of like all the good uh like the good movies we have done over the years um which by the way uh if anybody uh, has access to it if you actually go uh to the nohoit.com or if you look and click through our um our our thing here comes hell that's what it was mm, yep. yes yes um but we actually have collections uh that are available where you can listen to like just the good movies or just the bad ones or just the really fucking weird ones i do have to update it with the last like i don't know 10 or 12 episodes um but we do have those uh those collections available so if you want to go through and you're like i just want to listen to the, the movies that you guys thought were good you can go through and just listen to a list of of uh, reviews of us of, of doing just our good movies, mm-hmm. um, or just mm-hmm. the really bad movies too, which is just a kind of a cool feature. Oh man, just like sometimes I, for for various reasons. Okay, so Mars Attacks was in April. Oh, um, okay, okay. So, so sometimes for various reasons, I just scroll back through our uh, our previous episodes, and there are times where I was like, "What was that movie?" <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't recognize it at all. 
<laughs> like, are you sure we did that? I don't remember this. This isn't real. Yeah. Oh, um, like, uh, uh, what was the one? I just saw it. Robot Overlords. I forgot that we did that. That was oh, a Gillian Anderson movie. Yes. Uh, wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't fucking... Yeah. Uh, Trevor. No. The bald. Yeah. Very famous Sir actor. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Thank you. Yeah. Sir Ben Kingsley was in that. Yeah. <laughs> We're a mess. We're a mess. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh. Dude, 200 episodes. So if technically, uh, so I can actually tell you if I go to Podcast Connect, um, I can tell you how many actual like releases we've done. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask that because we have our trailer episodes that we've been doing. We have a bunch of like holiday one-off bonuses and yep. like we had the the crossover with Set Condition 1, which we'll be doing another one very soon. Oh, yeah, that is very uh, soon. That is coming very soon. Uh, so if you're uh, if you were a fan of that last one where we did the, the crossover with the, our Battlestar Galactica fan cast, uh, where we did the, uh, the movie Razor, uh, we'll be covering the uh, other full-length uh, feature film from the Battlestar universe called The Plan uh, very soon. So Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Oh, this isn't telling me... I think I'm gonna have to do it the the long form way. Um, speaking of of which, so Caleb, you just celebrated your 40th birthday. Mm, mm-hmm. um, well, when this releases, I will have just. Uh, but as of recording, it's still two days from now. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, yeah. So, yeah. but uh, you actually, so because people who, unless they listen to Second Edition One, um, uh, you actually just got a gift. Oh uh, my god! I believe the incomparable. The legendary Edward James Olmos uh, recorded a cameo for me for my birthday uh, at the request of uh, my wonderful Night Shift Media Group colleagues, uh, and he uh, in in it he he dedicates the uh, the Adama maneuver where they, they jump the uh, the Galactica into the New Capricorn atmosphere uh, to me. And he does the thing where he chants so serial. <laughs> so uh, if you listen to uh, Second Condition 1, you'll probably know this, but um, we were recording when Kitsy and Andrea shared that with me. And I, I'm not exaggerating. I literally fell out of my chair uh, with shock and amazement and joy. Uh, and it hurt a little bit, actually. Uh, but <laughs> Did it hurt when you fell out of your chair? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes actually it did. It did hurt. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's what a what a what a great group of people y'all are and it was just just such a wonderful gift. Uh and what a what a, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. You could just What a time uh, to be alive when when EJO can just record a quick video from fucking Munich, Germany on his phone right. and send it on over with a happy birthday wish to me. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was that was a blast. Uh uh seeing that I'm so glad that uh we, we were able to get that done in time for uh for your actual birthday and stuff. Super, super fun. I don't know. Yes. Birthdays are cool. Yes. Um so so we we you got your birthday done. Mm-hmm. Now we're at 200 episodes, mm-hmm. which means our next milestone is less of a milestone. Well, I guess it's kind of a milestone, but our next one is gonna be our four-year anniversary this yeah. coming March. Um, so that's the next, that's our next big hurdle where we'll have, have been doing this for four years. And by the way, I just looked it up. It's a little over 250 episodes. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's like, it's actually closer to like 270, but, uh, that's, yeah. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. 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 But that's like 200 <laughs> weekly Sunday episodes. And then 
70 trailers, bonuses, uh, and mm-hmm, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, we can't even say that's that's 200 movies because we have done double up movies a few times. We actually just did one uh, not that long ago, so. Yeah, we've, yeah, we have seen so many, so many movies. For so this, many like, movies. So I do sometimes wonder, and maybe you do as well, uh, with how bad our, our both of our memories already are. Like, are we... Are we going to find ourselves in our twilight years thinking about <laughs> terraformers and not being able to remember, like, you know, your grandchild's name or something? Like that? <laughs> right. And you're like, ah. But we're gonna know. We're gonna know all about uh, why don't you play in hell and how <laughs> that was the the greatest uh, you know yakuza film ever made, probably. Uh, but I won't remember the name of. You know the the you know medication I've got to go pick up at the pharmacy that day or something. <laughs> that's, that's normally how that works out. <laughs> uh, and, and with that being said, let us kick off the 200th episode. Uh, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host Michael Fight, and I'm just a kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> So we are talking, uh, this is our last movie of the month, uh, and this is, this is the reason why. Caleb, what did we name this month? This, uh, this month, this month of October of uh, 2021, of the Common Era, uh, was what we like to call, Nahoit Presents, a very mostly Huluween. Uh, the mostly really coming into play today. Uh, as you may recall, if you've been listening this whole month, uh, as we've been in this this uh, rapid fire run up to the uh, the 200th episode, uh, we've been featuring primarily movies that we found uh, on Hulu. A little bit of a spooky theme, not 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 full on horror, but just you know a little bit of nod to the season and you know celebrating my my 40th birthday. Uh, but for episode 200. Um, I've got to give some credit to my buddy Adam, uh, who pinged me one day with a link to a video explaining uh, one of the just most batshit movies he'd ever seen. And I watched the video, uh, and it, it it's like a probably like a 15-minute breakdown of the entire film. So I knew basically the whole plot before I went into this, but that that ruined nothing for me. That only made me want to watch it more. <laughs> this was quite possibly the wildest premise for a movie that I had ever seen, and it gave me all of the energy of, like, why we started this podcast to begin <laughs> with. Uh, like, this... This is probably going to be awful, but it's going to be a fun fucking time while we get there. And uh, <laughs> I just, I, I cannot wait to talk about this. And that is, of course, uh, the movie Terraformars. It's a, uh, a Japanese film from 2016, 16. so uh, five years old at this point. Um, and for this, as we, we mentioned, uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, our very first episode, uh, we were taking it all the way back to uh, you know, to Nahoit tradition with this one. Uh, this one can be found over on TubiTV.com for free. As we always mention, no sign-up required. You can literally just go there and watch movies. And uh, it's it's a pretty wild service. I know I was I was nervous. Uh, uh, I feel like it had to have been a couple of years at this point back when uh, when Fox bought them. Uh, I yeah, the and it was just before the pandemic hit, so yeah. it's probably about two years now. Yeah, yeah, time is meaningless. Yeah, um, I, I was nervous, and they definitely like we 
we would always tap Tubi TV as a just a treasure trove of the worst possible movies imaginable. Uh, and I was I was worried that that was going to go away. And to an extent, they have definitely started featuring more bigger budget movies and like bigger shows and stuff like that, trying to make a play to be a let's use the word legitimate streaming service competitor. Sure. Uh, but they also have managed to hold on to the the joy that uh, that that made them a hit with us at least. I don't mean I have no idea what their their active user count or anything like that. I have no idea any numbers on Tubi, but it's what brought us to them, and it makes me really happy to see that. And even if I have to deal with some bullshit, uh, you know, Fox ads uh, in between movies sometimes, uh, the the content is still exactly what we come here for. Uh, so that said, this movie, Terraformars, uh, and it is spelled uh, F-O-R-M-A-R-S, like, yeah. like Mars, the planet Mars. Get Terra it? for Mars. Terra for, they're, they're terraforming Mars. You see, are you with me? Do you understand? Okay, so <laughs> so okay, so what you're saying is <laughs> <laughs> so the the basic premise here before we get too deep into it is this uh, we're we're 500 years in the future at some point uh, around now based on the the way they explain it uh, around this point in in history uh, humanity realizes that you know Mars is our next best hope for a livable planet but. Um, you know, it's currently completely uninhabitable, but there are these uh, pockets of CO2 trapped in ice under the surface. And if we could, you know, somehow re- like force the, the planet to release that uh, and stick in the atmosphere, it will help to warm the planet and, you know, bring it up to a habitable temperature and we can start to grow vegetation and so forth. So, you know, 500 years uh, before this movie starts, roughly in our current present day, uh, humanity sends... Uh, a, some unmanned missions to Mars to release the the CO2 trapped in the ice to grow some moss to help start processing that into an oxygenated atmosphere and some cockroaches, apparently, like you do. And I don't I don't know what the purpose of that is. I I watched the explanation of the movie. I watched the movie. I still don't really understand where the cockroaches come into play. Um, I have a possible... Than, <laughs> I, I have more insight on that, but we, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Other than making for an incredible plot uh, when the time comes. Uh, and so, you fast forward 500 years, Mars is now a breathable atmosphere. There is uh, moss growing, and you know huma- humanity is basically a breaking point on Earth. And the Japanese government has you know, declared that they're, they're going to send this mission to Mars to exterminate the cockroaches so that humans can move in. Which also doesn't make a ton of sense, given that we see on Earth, cockroaches at this point are basically like they're, they're everywhere and people are eating them. They're, they're making things out of them. Like they're basically like a just an all-purpose crafting material in like a video game. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so that's, that's our setup. So why don't you uh, why don't you take us in? So, so here's the thing. This is actually based off a really popular manga and anime. I, I thought it had to have been. Yeah, um, <laughs> it and screams anime remake. It does. So Terraformars is a uh, uh, is an anime that's actually available on Hulu. And so I spent this week watching Terraformars the anime yes! <laughs> on Hulu. Uh, I will tell you, it is. Uh, it is actually, mu- I mean, listen, this movie is is insane. The anime is actually really good um, because it definitely gives more time to 
my my one complaint about the movie is that I felt like I didn't really know any character. Yeah, um, that everybody was just kind of like ah, I'm a generic person, but you actually follow us like a, a a group of two brothers and this girl um, that end up in this program, and you follow them from like training to reaching Mars. And like you, you watch that whole scenario. So you get like really attached to these, these people. There is, there's like so an actual main character. I th that just the way you're describing it sounds a lot more like the original Starship Troopers, the, the book specifically, yeah. uh, where you, you get more of the, the, uh, the training and the backstory and then they go to war and whatnot. And like, so in the anime, um, I don't, you know, and obviously the anime is at an adaptation of the manga, which I'm sure probably elaborates even more. So mm -hmm. in the anime, they explain that the reason why they send the cockroaches, so they send the moss and the cockroaches job is to basically spread the moss because cockroaches ah. can live on anything. Basically, the cockroaches would live off the moss and then move the spores further and further and further because there's no like wind or anything on the planet until there is a, a greenhouse atmosphere. effect happens yeah. and an atmosphere. So the goal of the cockroaches was to basically spread the moss around. And that was why they sent cockro cockroaches specifically. Interesting. And yeah. of course, you know, cockroaches being famous for being resilient and able to survive just about anything we can possibly throw at them. Uh, and so that, that's another reason why the, the mission, like, let's go exterminate the cockroaches. And like, that seems like maybe a waste of resources because <laughs> like we, we haven't even figured out how to exterminate them here on earth. Uh, what well, makes you think that we're going to go, uh, you know, halfway across the solar system and exterminate them on another planet, but you know, whatever it's, but whatever, that's your plot. We'll go with <laughs> that's, it. That, that, that is where we are. <laughs> so, uh, so for, for purposes of this review, uh, we will be, uh, I guess my, on my side only, I will be discussing just the movie version of it, not the anime version. However, if you watch this movie and you were like, this is fucking wild, go watch the anime on Hulu. It's really good. It is actually a really, really good anime. I highly recommend it. Um, I think there's only one season. Um, it's it's fairly recent. It came out just about a year or two before the movie. Oh, um, neat. So it's, and I mean, the manga is also fairly new. Um, I think the manga was, was within the past 10 years as well. Um, so... Uh, so again, if if this movie sparked any joy in you whatsoever, you will greatly enjoy the anime. Yeah. Um, to yeah. The, the point that you made, though, like it, it does feel very much like in this movie there are just a ton of characters thrown at us all at once with little to no. Like some get a something of a backstory. Some get the briefest mention of why they're there. Others we pretty much don't know or care about at all. Uh, and. You know, we don't get a lot of time spent with the majority of them. So I guess uh, at this point, you know, we're, we're almost halfway through the episode, but, you know, apologies if we kind of gloss over some of the characters or don't remember names because the movie didn't make us care about them. Yeah. Just yeah, getting I mean, that out of the way. <laughs> uh, I legit, like, uh, I legit do not remember most of the characters' names. There's only, like, one <laughs> or two that are from the anime, um, but there's, like, a very important character in the anime, uh, a Dr. Michelle K. Davis, who is pivotal to the whole, like, plot of 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 the human part side of it mm -hmm. that she's just not even in this and that's kind of weird but I understand why there's a lot of characters that aren't 
Um, but, you know, the anime also has 12 episodes to develop just as many characters, but you get so much time to, like, really spend with all of them. Uh, yeah. But anyways, so this movie was directed by Takashi Miike, who um, has done some fantastic movies. Two notable movies. I mean, three, really. But two, I, I would say, mainstream notable movies is Audition. Um, which is a fantastic horror film. Uh, if if you uh, f- uh, like horror like horror movies and you've never seen Audition, you need to go watch Audition. Uh, and another one is Ichi the Killer. Um, uh, Ichi the Killer is also a fantastic film. Um, highly recommend that. Now those are more in the like um, I'm not going to say torture porn, but it's kind of like. It's graphic, you know, it's it's Tokyo Gore style horror, you know, but it's not like spooky ghosts. It's like people are crazy and they do fucked up shit. Um, but also gotcha. a very fantastic movie he did was called 13 Assassins, uh, which is just a great samurai film. Highly recommend that one as well. Um, but Takashi Miike has done a lot of different things. Um, I think... I feel like this is where this the memory thing comes in. I feel like we have done one of his movies before. I'm trying to look back to see if I can remember. But he's such a weird director because he'll do like kids things, but then he'll also yeah. do like <laughs> gory as up fuck. Yeah. Horror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going back through. I can't find uh I can't yeah. find anything that he has done that we have done. I'm back to 2003. Based entirely on titles, I can see a bunch that I feel like we probably should do. But uh Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I also don't see anything that we've Yeah, that we've covered. Far. But hell of a hell of a resume here. Yeah, I mean uh, again, uh, Takashi Miike is very well known uh for as a director um, for these type of movies. But I mean, it's weird, you know, like, you know, as you were just saying, like, it's weird to go back and look at his resume and be like, oh, Audition, which is considered like, you know, one of the most brutal uh, horror films of all times. And then you look at, uh, he did uh, a music video for <laughs> for like some idol pop group <laughs> for like kids. And you're like, what the fuck, you know? They'd be like, they'd be like hiring Guillermo del Toro to like go do, you know, a fucking Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> You'd be like, what? <laughs> like Quentin Tarantino it. going and doing, <laughs> you know, a, an episode of SpongeBob or something. Oh my god! Uh, give give me del Toro directing for for children's television. <laughs> right. For it. We totally I'm for watch it. That. Yeah, it'd be wild. Um, uh, but anyway, so so again, this this movie came out in uh, 2016. This is obviously a Japanese movie. Um, y- you know, it was released in Japan. Uh, it supposedly did really well. Um, uh, its worldwide gross was about 5.5 million, um, but supposedly the success is different than the um, box office from what I've read. I can't imagine why this movie would be popular aside from the fact that people loved it because of the anime and the manga. That's the only, yeah, that's the only time I, I could see why, uh, because I mean, it didn't do well in the box office worldwide, uh, compared to whatever its budget was, which I'm sure was more than $5 million, but like, I, I can imagine there, there being some enthusiasm for it around, uh, you know, if people were fans of the anime and people mm-hmm. are just fans of this kind of just crazy, bizarre sci-fi plot line to begin with. And, you know, maybe it's something that you know, generated something of a cult following. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Um, while the, they, uh, they used Iceland 
uh, for filming locations. Oh, I mean, for Mars, I'm sure, probably. Yeah. yeah that I'm makes sense. of Iceland being a terraformed Mars. It's, a, it's an interesting... Uh, that's an interesting premise. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to Iceland to, to pretend to be Mars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go um, you know, I, I just, while we're on the subject of this being a Japanese film, it opening with the do, 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 the Warner Brothers intro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like dun, the, dun, 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 dun. Yep. The Warner Brothers lot you know, yeah. like pulls out into the logo and everything. Very disconcerting knowing what I was about to be watching and being presented with that. <laughs> You're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I, mm, I don't know about this. So, <laughs> so the movie starts off with with that background that Caleb had had uh, mentioned before. You know, hey, it's you know, this is this is the issue we're having, and Earth is dying, and there's cockroaches everywhere. And uh, we meet the two two characters. Um, we meet a guy and a girl. I think this is Muto and Morika. Moriki? No, Moriki is no, the other uh, girl. It's Shokiko. Uh, wait, let me get the actual name. Uh, uh, Shokichi. And okay. it's uh, starts with an A. Akita. No, 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 Akita? no, 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 no. So oh, this sorry, is no, the... no, no. It doesn't oh. start with an A. It just has it... two A's in it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so these are the two characters. They're, they're younger, you know, I will say kids, but they're probably in their early twenties and they're getting chased by cops. They're running around. They finally get cornered by the cops and in comes this giant floaty limo-esque fancy car and we get a peek inside of the car. Yeah. So 500 years in the future, we're still driving cars through busy, like crowded city streets and, uh, cops apparently still show up like 30 deep to arrest two people. Uh, right. So that much hasn't changed. <laughs> right, right, right. Police oppression is still well and uh, good in the future. So, but, you know, we, we have flying cars, but we still choose to like smash through people's like vendor stalls to capture right. these poor people's two, vendor cards. Yeah. Two people on the street. Yeah. For like, yeah, a potential murder. So, uh, so eventually we, we get inside the, the fancy flying car and we see it's this, you know, very foppish, uh, guy who was like, you know, he's there with his, uh, his, uh, uh, woman assistant and she's like, Oh, Hey, we have two more candidates for you. Uh, and he's like, Oh, great. Yeah. All right. So professor Honda. Yeah. Out here looking like one of Ramona Flowers' evil exes or something. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> League of evil exes. Uh, it's great. That's um, all I could think of the entire movie. I was like, which which, which evil ex is he? <laughs> which, <laughs> pirates are in these days. Pirates are in. Yeah. Um, Professor Honda. So so Professor Honda is uh, is in charge of a program that basically takes so this is it, this is where uh, it's basically the plot of squid games uh so basically <laughs> they take <laughs> they take these uh ne'er do wells so to speak uh and they uh they basically uh take them and they they ship them to mars to go and uh get rid of um these uh to get rid of the the bugs ooh by mm -hmm. the way so we have seen honda before um, he was in another anime uh, movie we did, Gintama. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was, uh, I'm trying to find, I can't find it anymore, but he was uh, He was in the, the animated uh, Gintama. Excellent, um, excellent. But, uh, but yeah, so basically they, they find these ne'er-do-wells and they're basically like, look, 
will you know train you will expunge your records and give you a a, a a pile of money if you go and uh, basically go to Mars and clear it, at basically play Exterminator. Which honestly seems like a pretty good deal, especially given that uh, a bunch of these folks are facing a death sentence anyway. We have, I mean, right. the um, Nanao and Sh- Shokichi are you know potentially wanted for murder, although it's... We you know, we learn more about that as the story goes on. Uh, we have a guy who's a, apparently a serial killer, a couple of yakuza, uh, someone who ran like a, a child prostitution ring, and you know, there's there's just like a, a whole whole grab bag of villains in yeah. this movie. And we've got a few people. Like one is like a former corrupt cop, and we have another one who was a general, but he uh, basically. Uh, uh, paralyzed, beat, beat the shit out of his commanding officer because his commanding officer did a shitty thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think they ever really say specifically what he did, no. but they imply that the commanding officer did something bad and he lashed out and beat the shit out of him. And they were like, yeah, great. You have a good moral compass, but you can't do that basically. Yeah. And then you have Jin who was apparently just a kickboxer with like no, no future, no hope. And was just like, yeah, sure. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, uh, so, so we've got our setting, right? So these are our, our two people and they get the idea. Now the film flash forwards two years and we see the crew that they've assembled, uh, basically ready and they're, they're, you know, basically getting ready to go onto the spaceship and head up to defeat these cockroaches. Um, you know, this is where we get our, our info dump of who all the teammates are and, you mm-hmm. know, the reason why they're there, you know, and we kind of get the idea that, um, there's something, there's a bigger picture going on. <laughs> like we already right off the bat, we know that Honda is a bad guy. Like it's, he is dressed and acting like a bad guy. Like it is very clear. He is not a on the level guy. <laughs> Oh, he's great though. He's like, "Do you like my new jacket?" Of course you wouldn't. You don't appreciate fashion, <laughs> <laughs> right? And he loves. I like this bad guy more than I like most. <laughs> right. I mean, he he's, he's got a very clear goal, and even when pushed against the corner, he's like, "Meh, I know what to do." <laughs> I like it. It works out. So. So, you know, they're all kind of discussing the mission, and you know, eventually they get to the point where they're like, "Wait a minute." Like, you know, someone was like, why do you think they chose all the people that they did? And they start lifting off the type of people. They're like, you know, this is essentially being like, this is a suicide mission. Like it, you're not coming back from this. Like you're all people with no money. You're all people with, you know, basically no lives, so to speak, or, you know, people, the society doesn't give a shit. You are the cockroaches of earth. Basically the pest, the pest to kill the pest. What is the thing they say? Yeah, they they the send Earth's Earth. pests to 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 kill Mars's pests or whatever, yep. uh, which I think is is a really I mean that, I feel like that 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 concept has been done, but I still uh, I think it's a really interesting uh, way to to phrase and to approach like here's why we asked you to, and here's why you agreed to do this, yeah, because you know that like there's nothing for you here, you know you take a chance out there or you have nothing here, yeah. You know, you, you could lose, but like you've, you've netted nothing. Right. And this is, uh, so more recently, this is the plot of squid games is basically Mm -hmm. they get these people who are super down on money, 
you know, who are like at the end of their ropes when it comes to owing money or needing money. And they're basically like, come play our game. What do you have to lose? You're going to die on the street or you can come play our game, and potentially win you know, uh, 87 us dollars or whatever. Translated to. <laughs> I was like, like I was doing the math and they're like, Oh, it's like 37 billion won. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's a lot of fucking money. And then I like, translated, I was like, that's like 9,000 American dollars. Like what the fuck, man? I'd be now, like, fuck you. I'm not doing that for $9,000. It's still in the millions, but like, I'm not really convinced that it was enough. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but, uh, and much like Squid Games, we learned that there is an underlying uh, plot. So mm-hmm. at this point, we've learned um, that once they, they get to Mars, that their goal is to eradicate uh, the thing. So they step out on Mars for the first time. They look around and they're like, oh, cool, I see some moss. And they're checking out the moss. And, you know, a group of them turn a corner and they see a cockroach for the first time. So if you have not seen this movie yet or watched a trailer, here's where the big reveal is. The cockroaches are... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Before we get to that reveal, it's worth noting that when they land, uh, the ship, which is uh, conveniently named uh, Bugs 2, uh, implying the existence of other Bugs of, missions, but bugs. we'll get there, yeah. uh, of a Bugs life, Um they release this like projectile that bounces around a few times and then like emits this uh, pesticide gas that's supposed to kill the cockroaches. Seems a little not enough. Just a tad. <laughs> Just yeah. a tad. Uh, I mean, it like, sprays out like maybe in a 20 foot radius around this thing. It's like, like, it's, I'm not sure that would have been enough to fog my house. <laughs> right. <realistically. laughs> right. Much yeah. less a planet. I don't know if they think that the, the the cockroaches were all just like standing around waiting or what. But anyway, it definitely, uh, it almost seems like maybe it was for show. Oh, Interesting you say that, Caleb. Hmm. <laughs> so as they step out and they start exploring the the uh, atmosphere and, and the world, the terrain of Mars, they turn a corner around a bunch of rocks and we see our cockroach for the first time. Uh, however, the cockroaches have now hyper-evolved and they all look like Dave Batista. So <laughs> that being said, we're going to go to a break really quick. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of uh, Terraformars and how uh, 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 insects with multiple legs end up looking like humanoids. Uh, we're going to try to figure that out. Uh, so before we do that, just a quick reminder, there is only a couple weeks left for our short film, Somnium. Um, you know, we're still very much uh, ready to go. Like we've, we're, we're getting things sorted, but we still need some help with, with the monetary support. So if you are able to do so, please click the link down below for our Indiegogo campaign and make sure to, uh, to, to donate some money if you can or share it with as many people as possible. Uh, so we can make our movie, uh, Somnium. We're super excited yes. about it. And that's going to start this uh, this winter uh, when we start filming. So uh, there's that. But of course, thanks for joining us for 200 episodes. Like, Yeah, for it's, real. It's been a long time. And, and if you're new here, um, <laughs> never fight it. Uh, so... <laughs> So if you are new here, please make sure to subscribe or follow or whatever it is that your platform uh, of choice uh, chooses. Um, you know, make sure to do that so you guys get notified whenever we drop new episodes, which is every Thursday and every Tuesday. Um, next month is my birthday month. Uh, I'm sorry. So we, yeah. Thursday and Tuesday? 
Uh, yeah, I just made up days. Uh, every Thursday <laughs> and Sunday, every Thursday and Sunday, we drop new episodes. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Brand new episode, brand new film every Sunday. Um, uh, so definitely check that out. Of course, subscribe. And if you're if you're at it, um, go ahead and leave a rating and review uh, if that's a thing you can do. Um, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk about talk about cockroaches. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No, well... Maybe, but the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now, which one is the one with the whales? Four. If you're like me, you used to sit in your driveway for as long as it took to hear the end of whatever dramatic tale was playing out on public radio that night. The Storyteller series is a loving homage to that classic radio theater. Lose yourself in original short stories, performed by a full cast or delivered by a narrator, and designed to take you on an audible journey. The Storyteller series is a Night Shift Radio original and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't get enough? Or maybe you prefer the written word? Be sure to check out our monthly print edition as well at nightshiftradio.com slash storyteller. Hello and welcome back. So, uh, so Caleb, we turned the corner... And we see some big old cockroaches. Fucking break me in half, cockroach daddy. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see the thighs on these guys? Dude, I mean, they got they got like eight packs and they're jacked and like they got the whole V thing. Like, they're some sexy fucking cockroaches, let me tell you. These are the most chiseled humanoid insects I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But the best part is, like, they're these massive, like, bulky gym dudes, but they all have these enormous round black eyes that just make them look uh, somewhere between sad, surprised, and confused all the time. All the time. Yeah, they're (laughs) always like, like, I just want to comfort you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, uh, again, so coming from the anime, it is, they are identical to what they look like in the anime. It's actually, when I saw them for the first time in the movie, I was like, holy shit, good for them. Like, it is spot on what they look like. Uh, and there's a lot, there, there's a couple of scenes that they reenact in this. Um, so the cock, we see the cockroach for the first time, and they're like, oh, what the fuck is that? Like, they don't realize right off the bat that it's one of the cockroaches. They're like, oh, shit. Like, is it a Martian? Um, reasonable. That's a reasonable yeah. thought. Uh, yeah, I totally. mean, they're, they're they're bipedal. They they're very very much humanoid, and uh, also some of them carry clubs. Yeah, which okay, we have a like a, a civilization that's in the early stages of its of its evolutionary path, and they've developed crude weapons. Okay, cool, got sure. that. What it, what are they fighting? Right, there's no other life on on Mars that we know of. 
Right. Were there Martians? Well. Did the cockroaches fuck up the Martians with their fucking giant clubs? Well, Captain we, Caveman shit? Captain, Cave, <laughs> Captain Caveman. You know, they're making uh, a movie of that and Seth Rogen is going to play you. Captain Caveman. Fuck you. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, Seth Rogen is a perfect Captain Caveman. Yes, he really is. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> Captain <laughs> Caveman movie. Yeah, Captain Caveman Tell me movie. more, internet. <laughs> Give me all the details. Why is Scoob the first thing that comes up? That's not what I'm interested in. That's, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. Maybe no. he was in Scoob. Maybe he's in the movie Scoob. But there is a oh. Captain Caveman something with Seth Rogen. Untitled Captain Caveman film is TBA 2020's movie distributed. By the, uh, it takes place after the events of Scoob. What? Okay, that makes sense. So there's like a Scooby cinematic universe now. Oh, that's great. I want. Uh, I we need uh, James Gunn to come back and make his R-rated uh, Scooby Doo movie. Yes. That is so necessary. <laughs> so. Uh, so the, these two, uh, you know, these uh, two of the crewmates, they start approaching uh, the um, the cockroach, you know, and they're like, what is going on? Hey. And, you know, he raises his hand like, hi. And the cockroach lightning speed just lunges towards uh, the one woman and snaps her neck right off, like, well, right in half, like basically bends her head to touch her back and Oof. just drops her to the ground. And of course, the guy was like, what the fuck? And I love that he takes the time to like yell, like, "What did you do?" As though this thing's gonna and like also, run over also, and like comfort her, like, "Dude, fucking run!" <laughs> like, he, you are fucked. They first see the thing. He says hello in English. Yeah, hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like it's like uh, oh, Martians. They must speak English. Well, it's a, like this entire movie is it's a Japanese movie. The entire movie is in Japanese with the exception of just a handful of throwaway lines, usually by I want to say by Jin mostly. Like I, yeah. a couple of characters will every now and then speak in English. Uh Lee, uh, the the quote-unquote terrorist, uh when he goes to fight, he speaks in English a few yep. times too. And like it's and it's, one character speaks Russian randomly, yeah. but only once and then she immediately only speaks Japanese after that. And because she even says, she, I'm Russian. Yeah. yeah, she was from Russia. Yeah. But, like, very, very strange, just, like, because like, I had the um, the subtitles on, so, mm -hmm. I, uh, well, no, actually, sorry, I didn't have the subtitles on, because for the Apple TV app, I still can't figure out how to get them to work in Tubi, uh, but oh, right. it was it was subtitled, it was, you know, Japanese to English yeah, subtitled, yeah. but every now and then there was, you know, phrases in English, and I was like, wait, what? That's, <laughs> what? You the, the subtitles didn't work. Wait. Yeah. Why do I know the words that he said? <laughs> do I know do I know Japanese now? Whoa, I know Japanese. <laughs> Dude, I want that technology so bad. I want to just be able to upload I don't want to spend 7 years studying something. Just upload it to my brain. Or like if you watch Lock and Key? No. I'm somewhat uh, one, familiar with the premise, but yeah. One of the keys allows you to go into someone's head essentially and you can view their memories and whatnot but you can also implant memories so you know, you know a character needs to study for a school project they just take the books that you know the summer reading and just put the books in her head and she knows the books i fucking <laughs> want that we yes. need that technology yes. why would i sp i just you know i don't want to spend eight years you know especially nowadays where people will spend eight years in medical school and come out and just 
still say the wrong thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but if you just had the book in your head, like yeah. memorized, it it wouldn't be a matter of there's no more interpretation. It's now like, yes, this is clearly this because mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, yes. Um, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, so our first cockroach kills, uh, you know, he, he's like, what the fuck? The cockroach runs away, um, seemingly to probably alert the other, uh, cockroaches. And as he, he heads off, he, he runs into another group who has also, uh, uh come across the cockroaches and one of their crew members was killed as well. Um, and that is, uh, Moriki, um, mm-hmm. who, uh, she, they say she she has been killed, and they brought her back to the ship. They brought her body back to the ship. They bring uh, Nanao back to the ship. They leave Moriki well. behind. Oh right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nanao is <laughs> is in the ship. Yep. Uh, um, which you know they they lay her out on a, like a, a sick bay table or whatnot. Uh, you know, and oh, it's it's very unsettling because her neck is like cocked at a very bad angle for uh, yeah. a while until you uh, at one point uh, um, the other guy Shokichi comes and like adjusts her head so it's in place. Um, although at one point we do start to see what looks oddly like insect silk. Uh, yeah. start to like appear around the room that she's in. I wonder if that could be important. That that could be important. That's probably uh, what we're going to discuss next. <laughs> so uh, as everybody kind of reconvenes back inside the spaceship, you know, they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, these are not, you know, these are not what we expected. You know, uh, uh, Honda, you lied to us. And of course, a hologram of Honda comes up and is like, oh, well, I mean, yes, but uh, secretly, we, uh, when we said we did these operations on you, so to help you survive Mars's atmosphere, what we actually did was we fucked with your DNA and we, uh, basically gene spliced in other insect DNA into your body as an activator. So basically mm-hmm. you have this little injection thing, you inject yourself with it and you're imbued with the ability of a bug. And each one of you has been given a different type of bug, um, to, uh, to do now, it's important to note that in the anime, it is mostly bugs, but there are some other animals. As an example, oh. one of the characters is in, uh, is in imbued with a crab. Um, and he has <laughs> giant crab arms and it's fucking awesome. And he's this because big dude. Evolution will always create crabs. Always. Yeah. That's scientific fact. <laughs> no matter how many times you restart evolution, it will always create crabs. The crustaceans are going to do it. It's so, fucking weird. <laughs> uh, so also another thing with the anime too is that um, it's some characters have the gene already in them. Um, I, I forgot what they call it, but there's like a very specific thing where like some people have it already um, and it's this rock uh, that they have. No, 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 that's a different anime. No, but there's, <laughs> there, there is a gene that they have inside of them uh, that, that triggers this sort of, it's kind of like X gene type thing like that. triggers okay. it. So some people are able to have like super fast speed and really strong strength, but it's not related to bugs, but then they give them the bug powers and then it's like above and beyond. So it's only people that like, uh, the people that they get are only people that, that are qual like have this rare gene that can accept yeah. this. So that's how they do it in the anime. So it's a little different. Um, uh, so, so at this point, you know, he's describing like, look, you inject yourself once 
it gives you a burst of bug powers for X period of time, and then you basically go back to to looking normal. Um, you can't inject yourself, like you can keep injecting yourself over and over again, but eventually it, it subtracts the amount of human you have in you uh, each time you do it as you stack more and more. Like if you don't let it exit your system, you eventually will just turn full bug and cause your body to die. There's, yeah, there's a point of no return, uh, which we learn later when one of the characters uh, in uh, an attempt to like be the most powerful that he can possibly be just keeps going and going and going and going. And they're like, no, but you can never go back. <laughs> the fool. He can never be human again. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a, a so. So, you know, basically now we've learned that they've sent bugs to fight bugs, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay, well, let's go off and do this. Now, this is where the movie becomes very rushed feeling um, yeah. is that they step out and they're like, all right, let's go defeat. But it also at this point in the movie, and, and it feels like this in the anime too, is they step out and there's like nine of them, maybe. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. it's like maybe like seven or eight of them at this point. And they step out onto Mars and they're all like, all right, we got our bug powers. But there are like millions of these cockroach dudes. Like yeah. it's, it is a ever, ever ending sea of these cockroach type dudes. And it's like, dude, you are not like you are not even um, close to a match for this. I honestly don't think they would be a match if it were regular cockroaches. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a lot think, of stomping. And like to to the the credit of the evolved cockroaches in this movie, uh, they fight much more like you would expect a horde of you know human like trained hand to hand fighters to yeah. do. Like they they kind of like you know one or a few at a time, and the the rest hang back ready to go, uh, as opposed to what I would expect an insect uh, swarm to do, which would be to swarm and just yeah. overwhelm and kill and be done with it. So I mean. They have the the humans at least have that going for them that the 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 bugs fight by the rules <laughs> I guess right I guess. like they're 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 patiently waiting their turn I don't know I, I uh, do love absolutely love though the moment where one of them jumps up on uh, the the window of bugs two and they're like oh this glass is a special reinforced he can never break through and you hear the glass start to shatter <laughs> like yeah shit he just he headbutts it and it shatters. It just, just headbutts it yeah, until like, clunk, clunk. So, uh, so at this point, you know, cockroaches are everywhere. People start injecting themselves with their bug juice. Uh, they start becoming these super-powered bugs and fighting them back, and we get these cool little montage scenes. You know, it's very, like, Power Rangers morphin' time scene, you know, where they, like, inject it, and then it, like, swirls, and there's all these background things, and then we have a voiceover that's like... Deep in the rainforest, there is this specific type of bug that has this special ability, and it's, it's cool. I kind of like, I, I got to imagine that they hired someone who was like a total bug nerd that is like, this was like their moment to shine. And they're like, I'm going to tell all of my favorite fun insect facts, and like, this is going to be great. This is, this <laughs> right. is my time. Like, I have, I've, I've stumbled my way into, uh, like some, some corners of science Twitter that I would never have willingly gone into, mostly because of, uh, of Ethan. And so right. I find myself subjected to a lot of, uh, um, 
a, a what's one what of the invertebrate and a lot of invertebrate lovers uh, out there. And of course, that's a, a very wide range. Uh, but I learned more facts than I ever wanted to know just by like casually scrolling through Twitter. But like, I just, I get the feeling like this, they just selected one of those people that's like, that's their life. Like yeah. everything that that's their passion is to learn all that they can about these insects. And they're like, yes, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> the, fucking, the, the desert locust. Let's, <laughs> let's learn about the desert locust today. <laughs> Who's the creepy bug guy now, Janine? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so off they go and they're all doing their cool DNA, uh, powers and, you know, they put up a good fight. Uh, but needless to say, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning of this movie, there are a lot of characters that like there, again, there's probably, I think at the start there's about 10. Um, and then as we whittle down, it whittles down to about four or five. Yeah, um, most of them just get their heads knocked off unceremoniously. Yeah. And, and you know just what, this is, smack. It, yeah, the bugs, I mean, just fuck them. I mean, they're strong and they fuck them up and they're super fast and you know, they do, they do a good job. Uh, my question is, and this is, this is sort of, but not really addressed in the anime. And eventually you kind of see it. Why wouldn't they say, I mean, we learn why they don't send them with weapons, but why wouldn't they send them with weapon? Like they sent these, they sent these humans up to kill cockroaches, but nobody was like, am I just supposed to go and step on all of them? Like, what am I like? I don't yeah. have any like bug spray I don't have like guns or st like there's no tools. Like they didn't send them with any tools to kill bugs. They're yeah, just like, that, go kill bugs. And they're like, all right, well, I guess I'll go do that. That definitely should have been something they, they questioned more. Yeah. Uh, although one thing we do learn is that there was, uh, you know, as the, the name of bugs two implies, there was a bugs one that was sent five years previous uh, for essentially the, you know, the same purpose. Uh, and we find that out as the, the, um, the crew of Bugs 2 reaches the now abandoned Bugs 1, and nobody asks you, where, where are the people? Uh, until they start getting shot by cockroaches holding fucking like, Guns. automatic rifles. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, okay. Well, now we have a sense of what happened to the Bugs 1 crew. Um, but also, like, they got weapons. <laughs> Is, right. So was it we sent them with weapons and that didn't work? So now we sent them with bug powers and like, like would you know had this movie ended differently? Would Mission Three have been bug powers and weapons? <laughs> bug powers and weapons. Yeah. Uh, and and so the other thing we learn a whole and this is where it gets really weird because there's a whole lot of middle of this movie that is kind of like oh shit bugs let's argue about what to do about bugs and now we got bug powers and then the end of this movie they're like. We're going to drop four different plot twists on you <laughs> all in one go. So one, yes. we learned that there's fucking pyramids on Mars. It's a destiny crossover. It's a destiny. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. It's the pyramids. Uh, and, and so this is where it gets really confusing. And even in the anime, it's kind of confusing. I think the implication is that we were on Mars years ago and then we we were we were the cockroaches sent to earth to terraform earth and then we sent cockroaches to mars to terraform mars i don't know it kind of gets a little it's i, I think it's something up. that is that is lost in the translation but the 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 story explained via the subtitles was that um 
oversimplification, intention is passed along through through genes to the point where like you know nature has this this intent, this like active presence that it, you know it's, it's passing along through genes, and so uh, through genetics, life was seeded on Earth so that we could eventually reach a point where we could go back and reseed Mars. Uh, basically like a, you know, a cyclical thing and it's all coming down to, you know, the, the genetics, like that manipulated us to send the cockroaches to Mars, which would then evolve into these, uh, you know, enhanced beings who supposedly would be the ones that created the, the pyramids. But yeah, like n- missing from that is the, the possibility that, uh, what they're actually referring to is a civilization that predates all of this that were the ones that that seeded earth and made us and then had us send the cockroaches. It's all very convoluted. Yeah. Um, it's very confusing. But then the other big plot twist we learn is that uh Honda is well aware was well aware of these uh of these giant cockroaches and the whole spiel and the goal was to basically test out bug juice powered humans against these cockroaches so that they could basically bring back these cockroaches and control them and basically create an army of these hybrid bug uh, people so that he could just be like, Hey, now I have this army and to do it. And here's where it gets even more crazy is one of the people that he sends up there uh, is given a very specific uh, bug power that allows her to basically inject uh, the brains of a bug to puppeteer and control that bug. And she does that, you know, they, it's the one that dies, the, the girl that, uh, the other girl, not Nana, but the other girl that Moriki. dies first. Yeah. Moriki. She, she supposedly died, but she didn't, she actually hid inside of a cockroach and was, was piloting it and, 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 uh, uh, you know, secretly controlling all of the other cockroaches. Uh, and so we learned that she was working uh, with a goal to bring back a cockroach egg mm-hmm. back to Honda so Honda could use that to basically spawn a cockroach army that would be under her control, under, you know, his control, basically. But so unlike, the, unlike the classic uh, movie monster plot trope where uh, they, the greedy uh, you know, executives or whatnot bring the creature back and it wreaks havoc, a la, you know, you know tyrannosaur in san diego um this one hatches while on the ship still and the like outcomes to like super evolved even smarter uh cockroaches that because they were uh and this is the explanation they gave us because they were born of cockroaches that moriki had controlled they were immune to her control and so they (laughs) just uh but they, they also somehow have the ability to uh, control the others and like they can yell so loud that the other cockroaches on the planet can hear them from like near orbit and fly up and help crash the ship to save them. It's what <laughs> <laughs> it's also, we also learned that there is a cockroach. Uh, Oh, the cockroach we learned speaking Japanese is the, is Moriko. Is Moriki, Moriki. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a complicated ending. Uh, and as you know, the movie's ending, you know, the last remaining people, the two guys who find out like everything and they're like, Oh shit, they see bugs to crash. Uh, and they're like, that was our only ticket out of here. And he's like, no, we're going to go to bugs. One, we're going to fly the escape pod out of here. Like, let's go. And there's three of them. Uh, one is a Hornet. 
One is uh, like a praying mantis. And what was the yeah. other one? Uh, the desert locust. So oh, the, the desert kickboxer locust. got yeah. the, the desert locust, which apparently right. has the strongest legs in the, the animal kingdom. Yeah. Uh, so that was a, a really great uh, play on like, you know, I'm just a kickboxer. Why am I here? Sort of thing. Right. Uh, and he's the one that over injects himself and goes full bug. Uh, the, the mantis is badass. She's just chopping everyone up. Uh, but yeah, uh, Shochiki, uh, so Kichi, Jesus, I'm going to get that right one of these times. Uh, Shokichi, uh, is a fucking murder hornet. Yeah. Japanese murder hornet. He's a murder hornet before we knew what murder hornets were. Yeah. So he, uh, he just goes bonker. You know, they're just going bonkers and they're killing as many as possible. They, they head over to bugs one. You know, as they're like, we can do this. Um, uh, the praying mantis girl gets her head ripped off and her arms ripped off. Um, they realize that that as they're fighting them, the cockroaches are hyper evolving. Like as they're fighting them, they're starting to become faster and stronger and smarter. Um, and so it's just down to the two guys. This is where uh, um, the kickboxer just starts injecting himself over and over again to get stronger and stronger and stronger. He clears the path for the one guy. And the one guy, you know, eventually grabs him and they're like, oh, fuck, we're dead. And uh, this is where we get our big save. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, mind you, we keep getting shots back to Nanao, who uh, is being woven in a silk uh, cocoon. Mm -hmm. And she hatches as a giant moth. Uh, Mothra has arrived. And she flies her little moth dust over everybody. And uh, just as uh, just as she gets them all done, one of the cockroaches goes to shoot, and he's like, "No, like it's gonna set them all on fire." Like the goal was, she was gonna go and put all the dust, blow herself up, catch everybody on fire, and wipe them all out. So just as she's about to do that, um, you know, the the uh, hornet guy gets rescued by locust guy. She burns up. They finally make it over to Bugs One. They get into the uh, um, get into Bugs One. And off they go to fly back to Earth to basically be like, hey, guys, there's some fucked up shit happening on Mars. Well, there's uh, there's Ichiro, who is the uh, kind of basically like the science guy. Yeah. You know, they won't yeah, get yeah, a yeah. lot. To, uh, it, the implication that he might have possibly been involved in like yep. the the planning of like the, the whole process, like he was definitely uh, coerced into it. We see a scene where he's like super poor and uh, they, you know, create this situation where he's falsely accused of assaulting a woman. So they, they get him netted in, but he's injected with the, um, the DNA of an insect that, uh, can basically survive super extreme, uh, situations. It just basically like dehydrates itself into a, like a stasis state until it's revived with water. And so there's a couple times when that happens to him where like he, he goes into that dormant state until someone splashes water on him and he's like, we're going to get out of here and we're going to finish this fight on earth. <laughs> uh, which is uh, cryptobiosis, which is a real thing. I actually mm-hmm, looked mm-hmm. it up. Crypto, cryptobiosis is a real thing where animal, uh, a larva basically goes to a state where it needs nothing. Um, like it can be in extreme cold or extreme hot. Yep. Um, it, it basically just dehydrates itself and shuts all its systems off. And then you just, once it's rehydrated, it'll just turn back on. Basically, once it gets back into a condition that's livable, it'll just turn back on and be like, yo, motherfucker, what, what did I miss? Rip Van Winkle this shit, you know? Um, yeah, crazy. And so he, he releases all of the, the collected data and footage from their mission to, 
the entire world, all all Earth governments and news channels and whatnot, to blow the lid off the Japanese government's uh, involvement with uh, Professor Honda in this scheme to uh, you know, create bioweapons and make Japan the ultimate superpower on Earth. And <clears throat> Honda escapes. Yeah. Uh, using a cool uh, spider robot thing that shoots venom in somebody's face. Which was amazing. Just amazing. It, it was pretty his, cool. <laughs> uh, his assistant has a gun on him, and he's like, please, this is a new jacket. I don't want to get blood on it. This <laughs> <laughs> is a dedication to his clothes. I, I <laughs> so, he, he's like, he's got his his aesthetic, and he is like, he's going to protect it. <laughs> uh and and basically that is the end of the movie. It it kind of <laughs> ends right right in like the the big part uh which is pretty wild. Um so should you watch this movie? I'm going to say if you are familiar with the anime and the manga, you 100% should watch this movie whether it ruins the movie the the uh series for you or not. Um I definitely think you should watch this movie. Uh if you are into weird shit, if Starship Troopers was like, you like that movie, you're probably going to enjoy this movie. Probably not as much as Starship Troopers, but you're still going to enjoy this movie. I feel like if if you have stuck with us for any any decent percentage of our 200 episodes, then you probably want to watch this movie uh, because this was everything that I wanted it to be. It yeah. was a fucking wild ride. It was one of the most ridiculous premises I've ever seen. And the movie itself lived up to exactly what I hoped it would be. It was terrible. It was amazing. It was just you know, spectacularly weird. And yes, I think you should watch it. Yeah. Uh, so there it is, guys. The 200th episode is in the bank. It is done and done. So again, <laughs> thank you so much for sticking with us for this long. And again, if you're new, you have well over 200 episodes to go back and binge. Uh, and I kind of envy you. Because that's cool. Like, it's always cool stumbling across a show and being like, oh, my God, I have so much to, like, consume. This is great. Uh, So uh, thoroughly enjoy that. So thanks a lot uh, for watching, everyone. And again, don't forget to share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Um, We would super appreciate that. We have something close to, I'm not going to do the actual, I can't do the actual math because I don't have the the numbers, but we'll just throw out a a crazy estimate. Something close to 10 solid days worth of uh, never heard of it content that you can listen to start to finish. That is, (laughs) yeah. Jeez, that is that is a long. That's a, that that's like never sleeping back to back episodes. Yeah. So like it's it's weird to think that you can distill uh, so much of what we've done over the last uh, uh, for almost four years into to ten days straight of ten days straight sleep deprived binging. But there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot, everyone. We super appreciate it, and we will see you for episode two hundred and one. Oh, wait, we got to keep doing this? I, I think so. <laughs> okay, fine. father's tragic past hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse 
a cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. <laughs>